When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Weekly Astrology is a language that communicates how the planets and stars influence life on Earth. I'm Scott Tajarian. I'm an interpreter of this language. Join me and my co-host Ingrid Iverson, who helps bring an even more practical look at this astral language. The Weekly Transit is here to bring clarity to the chaos, so you can ride the planetary waves instead of the planets riding you. transit hello hello how are you mm. awesome <laughs> um i've just felt very i felt like i really want some answers from the universe but the last year i've been kind of sitting in ceremony almost every day and that just means maybe sitting intentionally meditating with my stones some oils some cards and just sitting with my thoughts and kind of clearing stuff out writing Mm -hmm. and that's been a pretty big part of the last year of my life and the last like i guess i want to say month but i guess the last like two months even i'm feeling very avoidant and i really want some answers but i also just don't want to sit with myself Mm -hmm. just feeling kind of frustrated and over it for some reason yeah just like a weird phase i guess things come in cycles but I know that I'm not going to get any answers if I don't (laughs) make some time for them to come in. Totally. Totally. You got to do the work, but you've been avoiding the work. Yeah. Yes. Is there anything happening in the planets to explain my uh, avoidant behaviors? Absolutely. That avoidance, I feel like it's all these planets in Aquarius. Oh, that's what I was thinking. You know, it's that detached, just sort of logical. You're not dealing with the feelings so much. Like, you know, it's there. It's it's an issue that you have to deal with, but you've just kind of like brushed it to the side because it's not encompassing you. It's like it's there, but you're removed from it. Yeah, I can feel that. Although just recently it started to kind of like bubble up under the surface where I'm like, okay. I haven't been dealing with it and now I'm starting to feel it. I made an appointment for this. What is it called? Trauma therapy. Yeah. I just made an appointment with my chiropractor who does this trauma therapy. Yeah. I had gone a handful of times last year and it helped me so much. So Mm. I have that this week. So I'm very excited. Good. Good. Because I'm feeling some shit come up. (laughs) Well, it will always come in ebbs and flows based on how the planets are affecting your astrological code, but specifically because of the moon, you know, there could be all these planets in the air sign of Aquarius, but if the moon is cruising through a water sign, then you feel it a little bit more. So like the moon being your emotions touching on the water. Yeah. Water is sensitive. Okay. It's more sensitive. Where it's like if you have a glass of water and you take a drop of red dye and put it in the water, the whole glass turns red. Wow. Whereas like, it's not the same with 
air. Air kind of dissipates, right? It just, it's there for a second and then it's gone. Yeah, you like spray something into the room and you can smell it and then it eventually just goes away. Mm -hmm. But that glass of water is going to stay red. It's going to stay red. Yeah. So it's more sensitive. When does it move into the next sign? Like, am I going to have to just do the work or is it going to dissipate by itself? You're going to have to do the work. You always have to do the work. Yeah. (laughs) In some way, shape or form, either you do the work or the work's being done for you. And if it's being done for you, it's usually a little tougher. Is anyone else out there feeling like irritated by doing the work? Like I did so much work, but you're never going to get to the bottom because there's always something new. There's always more work to be done. Yeah. Until your last breath. Yeah. I've always felt so excited about it, but recently I've just felt like annoyed. Just a general irritation with like, yeah, sitting with myself. Well, that's the feeling that maybe you sit with is the annoyance. Why am (laughs) I annoyed? And did you say when you're sitting, are you spending time with crystals? Yeah. Okay. Because I really can't emphasize enough how important it is to utilize crystals. Like I've, I've been working my way through, I mentioned this a few weeks ago, but I've been working my way through this series on Gaia called Ancient Civilizations. Oh yeah, you were telling me. Oh my God. I'm at the part now, like in season three, where they're talking about the minerals that make up the pyramids. And the minerals are made with like hematite and magnesite. And they're talking about how like there's hematite in our brain. And so like the hematite in the pyramid like activates activates yes exactly so holy shit and there's quartz crystals and all that kind of stuff in the pyramid like we forget that you know your computer your phone how do you think that thing works it's through crystals there's literally crystals in the microchips so what do they say about our brain it's like our brain is a computer but like our thoughts are our supercomputer but you mm. can use things in this like earthly realm to reprogram, reset, recharge. I love that. That's why I've got my selenite wand right here. And that's why wait, I'm always wearing bracelets. Wait. Oh my God. <laughs> I have like, I have like a, a I've got like this tiny, it's like maybe three inch selenite wand and I'm showing Ingrid and she's got one that's like three feet long right in front of her. <laughs> I am I'm supposed to just clear everything out. Yes. Clear it out. Yes. Yes. I have like three giant ones like this hanging next to my bed too. Mm. What's that experience like for you? It's just supposed to clear out any negative shit and like absorb it and you don't have to clean it. So yeah. whatever. Do you feel ha- like it works? I think so. Okay. I mean, people always ask if these things work, but for me, I, I believe they do. And even if they don't, it's like if our attention is going to the space of like clearing out negative stuff every time we see it, that has its own power to it. Whether your stone is doing it or your mind is just telling yourself to release those things. Cause every time you see that stone, that thought comes up for you and you mm-hmm. like clear it out and clear it out. For me, it's more than a belief. For me, it's, it's actual, it's fact. I mean, when I say like, I feel it, like the first time I wore crystals, I felt like there was like a hole burning in the center of my solar plexus. Wow. Because I was wearing like this little pouch full of uh, crystals. This is this crystal shop, Spellbound Sky. Oh, it's right. It's close to you. Yeah, yeah. It's right down the street. I have never been there. Oh my God. I didn't know it was a crystal shop. Yeah. 
It looks like some sort of crazy art installation place. It was the craziest thing the first time I went there. It's so funny because they have like a unicorn in the, and this. It's like a giant unicorn in in the storefront window. In the storefront window, exactly. (laughs) And I didn't really know anything about crystals. I, I bought eight small little stones and one of the owners, Martin, who calls himself a witch, he's always wearing like a black robe. Damn, and he's committed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, you almost have all seven chakras. You're just missing one. So he gave me like an extra stone. Uh-huh. And this guy came up to the table where I was like checking out. And he was with this woman. And Martin was like, can I help you? He's like, yeah, I'm asking about the the unicorn in the window and martin's like santa monica santa monica is not for sale (laughs) and he's like the unicorn's named santa monica he's like yes and he's not for sale he's like well i'll give you a good price he's like he's not for sale i don't care what the price is that was specially custom made by some artist in canada or whatever (laughs) i was like where am i i'm in a shop where with the unicorn named santa monica and (laughs) somebody's trying to (laughs) <laughs> so I went home that night and I, I stuffed the crystals like in this little pouch, put one in my pocket. The other one was like in a pouch around my neck and it felt like they were burning holes into my body. You must be very sensitive. Yeah. Well, I'm a Pisces moon oh, so sensitive. and a Scorpio sun. <laughs> so I got that water energy, but, uh, well, what prompted you to go to this crystal shop if you hadn't had any experience with crystals before? It's funny because Lauren, she told me about this shop and she was like, you should go check out this crystal shop. And I was like, okay. And I literally had the tab like open on my computer for like six months because I wanted to go, but I just wasn't getting around to it. And I knew if I closed the tab, I would forget. So I just left it open. And then I finally went and that changed my life because that was literally like a month or two before I dove headfirst into astrology. It really opened something up in me. So yeah, big shout out to, to Lauren, uh, our friend and spellbound sky all the people that work there shout out to my friend margo go see perrierlikethewater.com that's that's this girl who worked at spellbound she has her uh, own her own jewelry line she's, now she's so beautiful and she makes the best creations they're yes. so simple and like special yes yes amazing and then dean who also works at the shop he is he makes all the bracelets. I'm not sure what his website is, but if you like look up wax and Wayne jewelry. Oh my gosh, I follow them too. Oh, you do? Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. Dean's amazing. I get all of my bracelets from him. And that's what really changed. It changed my whole energy. So with this week, the moon going into Pisces, it's so important to uh, to stock up. Oh, that's so interesting. On the crystals. That you're talking about this because I've been avoidant from kind of sitting with myself and doing ceremony. And also I've been avoiding, I have quite a few necklaces with stones and I used to wear them every day for like years. Mm -hmm. And I just haven't felt called to wear them. I don't know if I should 
maybe go to the shop and see if I find something that resonates with me. Cause I just don't feel called to wear these jewelry anymore. Mm. Maybe I maxed it out. <laughs> and you're cleansing them. Yeah. Yeah. I cleanse them. Maybe I'll do a ceremony and see how I feel. We'll do a cleansing thing and see if, yeah. see what I think afterwards. I want to give a shout out to one more person too. Ooh, who else? Um, I love learning all these. Yeah. New, there's another, new there's another great crystal shop. It is, it's on Pico. Oh no, I haven't been to that. It's called Open Eye Crystals. Open Eye Crystals. I don't if, think I've been there. You haven't heard this one? No. I always end up at House of Intuition. Yeah. But I, I love going to see new shops. Yeah. But that's just like the closest one to my house too. House of Intuition? Mm-hmm. No. You're closer to Spellbound. They're right across. Oh, no, I am closer to Spellbound. You I are. didn't know it was a crystal shop though. Yeah. Now I just saw got... that unicorn and I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is that? This place it's is a ins- crystal shop. It <laughs> looks absurd. It's one of the great things about LA. Yeah. There's just so many great shops to go. Crystal Matrix, Spellbound, Open Eye, House of Intuition. So I've always felt really connected to stones. And someone asked me like when I got my first one or something. And then I was just really sitting and thinking about it because I used to collect them as a kid. Mm -hmm. And my mom always had them around. And I don't think my mom doesn't really know anything about stones or anything like that but she was always obsessed with like the the cross section of like the geodes what do yes. they call those they have them for coasters and decorations now yeah. was we just always had stones around and i had like a a polishing set as a kid where you put the stones in and they look like dirt and then you get them out and they're like these beautiful crystals that mm-hmm. have been polished mm-hmm. and i still have one of them but i, I guess i've had them around forever they were in my house growing up. They were? There was a couple crystals. My mom just has no idea what they are, really, but they they were there. I think people are just drawn to them regardless. Yeah. Like, there's something magical about them, mm-hmm. even if we don't know why. Yes. And even when I purchase them, I don't... Sometimes I'll do some research and be like, this is what I want to work on, what kind of stones are good for it. But almost every stone I have, I've bought purely based off of my attraction level to it, how it feels in my hand the color of it and like the feeling it gives me. That's a hundred percent. I remember the first time I went to Spellbound, Mark, the other owner, he came up to me and I remember he said, what are you looking for? And I said, stones that have to do with Scorpio. And he was like, (laughs) okay, well, I was like, I have my list here. He's like, okay, well, you know, just whatever jumps out at you, you know, whatever, whatever you're drawn to, that's the right crystal, you it's know? It's true, because every, everyone that I've purchased has been just something that I was really attracted to, and then I look it up, and I'm like, wow, that's exactly what I fucking need. Yes. That's the advice I give to people now, too, because when I do readings, I'll suggest different crystals, and I'll they'll ask me for more suggestions. I'll give them a list, but I always tell them, just like whatever resonates with you. Yeah. I mean, I work with essential oils also, and that same thing goes for that world as well. There is oils that are for specific things and you can recommend them based on that, but if I'm doing some sort of healing for somebody, I just go based on intuition. Yes. Whatever feels right for them. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Also, it's like what works for one person might not work for somebody else, so or it works in a different way or mm-hmm. or yeah. like especially for essential oils, like it could be good for something, but if someone thinks it smells like shit, <laughs> then like that's not they're not going to be in a space for healing when they're like that smells horrible. I don't like it. Totally. I have a very sensitive sense of smell. Everyone's trying to always get me on clary sage. I'm like, I fucking hate clary sage. I don't want What's it. clary sage? It's supposed to be good for like any sort of like feminine issues. Like it's good for supporting your menstrual cycle. Uh-huh. And I don't know. I fucking hate the smell of it though. My, yeah. si- my sister said it gets her like high. She got a massage. Is and this the lady... something you burn or is it like an oil? An oil. Okay. 
But she said she got a massage and she felt high from whatever oil the lady used. And then she had to buy it. And it was clary sage. I was like, really? I think it smells awful. Mm. But yeah, going on intuition and just what you're attracted to, I think is how you, yeah, how you can heal yourself. Yes. I'm always burning sage, Palo Santo. (sighs) Okay. This was a good inspiration conversation to sit in ceremony because I do love all these beautiful things that make me feel good. (laughs) Use your tools, Ingrid. (laughs) I have like a whole altar and I've just been like, no. (laughs) In this period, I've had like two friends come over and I've gotten all my tools out and done healing stuff and then Mm -hmm. just put them back away. (laughs) Mm, Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. It's always really fun being able to connect. I like sharing it with other people. Yeah. That always kind of sparks something for me. Mm, I love it. So this week we're looking at February 15th to the 21st. And as I said earlier... On Thursday, the sun moves into Pisces. But before we get there, we're going to be looking at a bunch of air and fire energy. Which is like very complimentary. Complimentary to each other, but contrary to the Pisces water. Oh, You know, this is like, it's kind of like that, that last gasp of extroverted energy before we go inward. Okay. Yes. So like on, on Monday... So this is also the perfect time for me to actually try to get back inside of myself. Yes. Yes. It's, we're headed towards that season this week. You know, the sun is, is the first planet that is going to arrive in Pisces, but Mercury will be there and then Venus. And so they will be supporting each other, but really it's the sun driving the ship in the beginning. So is that always the order it goes in when it moves into a new sign? Oh, okay. No, sometimes... Sometimes Venus is first, sometimes Mercury is first. You know, Mercury was out ahead of the sun, but then Mercury went retrograde. Mm. This week, the retrograde ends. That's another topic of note that the retrograde ends, but it's still in its shadow period. Venus had retrograded last year. And so it's usually one of those three because Venus is never more than two signs away from the sun. Mercury is never more than one sign away from the sun. And those are the three that are usually joined together in one sign. And so sometimes Mercury is first to the sign, sometimes Venus, sometimes the sun. It all depends on the retrograde of the other two planets outside the sun. Yeah. I see. Yes. So Monday, February 15th, we're looking at Venus. The goddess of love and beauty. Yes. In Aquarius. The sign of the community. Yes. And the moon. Our emotions. In Aries. The sign of the ram, which is, I just always think of like the two rams coming together and butting heads. Like, I guess like action, like not holding back. Totally. Yeah. Action. I think is the ram a a shy creature? No, it's very self-confident. The ram is determined to establish dominance so that it can lead the pack. That's why they're smacking horns. Who's going to be on top? How would you describe Aries in like two or three words? Courageous, confident, leadership. That's Aries. So Venus, relationships, the moon, emotions, relationships in the community, emotional courage. How can you courageously express your emotions within your community relationships? Not overthinking and just doing. Yes. Expressing yourself, putting yourself out there. Not overthinking. I love that. Yeah, the Ram definitely does not overthink. 
it smacks horns and asks questions later. Oh, yes, I needed to hear that. <laughs> yeah, that go energy. It's the go energy, exactly. So it's about being emotionally confident in your relationships. That's what Monday's all about. Tuesday, February 16th, is a similar vibration because now the moon has moved on further into Aries, but before it exits Aries... So it's like fully aggro? It's fully aggro. It's <laughs> now, the energy has now been aggro for about 56 hours. What is that? Two and a half days? Almost two and a half days. That's okay. about how long it takes for the moon to move through any sign is about two and a half days. Oh, interesting. So by the time we get to Tuesday, the moon is two degrees away from exiting Aries... And it aligns with the sun, which is... The giver of light, life, and vitality. Yes. In Aquarius. So the moon on Monday meets Venus in Aquarius. And on Tuesday, it meets the sun, which is further ahead in Aquarius. And also the sun is your identity. So it's shining light on that, but it also reflects on like who you are as a person. Yes. Yes. It's, it's the battery that's powering our human ship. Without the sun, there's no life here on Earth. So, <laughs> Who you are in relationships? Was it Venus how, that it connected to? The sun is connecting to the moon. Okay. So how can you courageously express your emotions in the community? This is, again, another fire-air combination. So it's about that expressive. Maybe I think like on Monday, you're focusing that emotional energy on a single person or a couple people within your community and then on tuesday you express it in a wider range you're like fully embodying it yes everywhere you go but everyone can see you your emotions as opposed to just the couple people that you focused on on monday it's like maybe on monday you're testing out <laughs> your emotional expression on a couple people that you trust within your community and then on tuesday you express that to the entire community i love it yes <laughs> i don't know if they're like opposite signs of me or maybe you can tell me like how it relates to me personally but i'm always really attracted to aquarius that detached energy because i'm very emotional mm -hmm. i'm always attracted to the aries energy or at least we talk about it i'm like okay i want that go energy because i yeah. can i tend to overthink Yes. Um, I don't know how that relates to my chart, but... Well, it's funny that you bring that up because your North Node, your soul's Aries. purpose is in Aries, but it's also in the 11th house. You know why that's significant to Aquarius? Because Aquarius is the 11th sign. So the 11th house is associated with the 11th sign. So your North Node is in Aries, but it's also in the energy of Aquarius. Interesting. You're meant to be a leader in the community that is amazing that's why you're attracted to that energy because you see scott always translates <laughs> my thoughts into like reality i'm like wow what a confirmation yes what a confirmation of who i am yes you're like that's who i'm supposed to be that's crazy <laughs> i love it okay well i'm looking forward to tuesday yes 
Now the pushback comes on Wednesday. <laughs> okay, I February knew this was going to happen. I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> I was expecting it to happen on Tuesday, and I was going to ask why we weren't getting any pushback. Okay, yeah. well it's here because it always comes. <laughs> you know there can't just be a continuous flow of like <laughs> easy street. You know the whole week that doesn't doesn't work that way. It's got to be <laughs> two steps forward, one step back. That's life. Two steps forward, one step back. So Wednesday, February 17th is when Saturn, which is, Ingrid? The planet of restriction. Restriction, yeah. And authority. Authority. Yes. Responsibility. Ew. (laughs) It's in the sign of? Pisces? No. Aquarius? Aquarius, yes. And Saturn is the planetary ruler of? Um, Authority. Uh, We did this last week. Uh. The goat? Yes. You, Capri- you said Capricorn? that last week, and that's right. Oh, shit. But what it's, is there's it? also a second sign. Aquarius? Yes. It's the planetary ruler of Capricorn and Aquarius. So think about it this way. Saturn is the authority, and the authority rules Capricorn because the authority stands on the top, top of the mountain. Capricorn's the goat. The goat's climbing the top of the mountain. Saturn also rules Aquarius. Because the water bearer is about responsibility. I see. Doing work. Saturn is the planet of work and responsibility. Now there is a second planetary ruler of Aquarius. Do you know what it is? I don't know. Give me a clue. It starts with a U. Uranus, that was my second guess. Yes. <laughs> it was one of those two. Okay. Uranus and Saturn. Thank you, Ingrid. Uranus and Saturn are the two planetary rulers of Aquarius. So this is kind of an odd match. Because Saturn is the authority and Uranus is the rebel. Mm, So it's a kind of like a push-pull. Yes. And the reason why it makes sense for Aquarius is because the water bearer, in addition to being very responsible and very hardworking to do this job for the village, collect the water, bring it back to the village, they also have to be a bit rebellious. They have to be unique. They have to be different because before the jug, there was no means to get the water from the stream to the village. They invented it. They invented it. They had to think differently. They had to be rebellious and say, I'm not going down to bathe in the water in the stream every day. I'm going to create something that brings the water to the village. Now, that sounds insane. But they did it, and then they became a genius. So I bring up Uranus because Saturn today connects with Uranus. Uranus is in Taurus, which is symbolized by... The bull. And its financial security, material security. So Taurus is fixed earth. Aquarius is fixed air. Both fixed, strong alignment. Air and earth don't mix. So you have the authority squaring off with the rebel. This is a tense, tense alignment. So the authority scoring off with the rebel. Think about you expressing. You're expressing yourself and then the authority doesn't like it because it's not what they want. They want to be in charge. Right. They want a new idea. Right. So maybe it's kind of a battle within yourself where you have a really good idea of a new way of doing things, but you also have like fear of changing things around. Mm -hmm. It can be very uncomfortable to switch things up. Yes, absolutely. So what are you doing to reconcile your independent and rebellious nature with your social responsibilities, the rules of society? 
I think the more that we accept ourselves for who we are, that we all have two sides of ourselves. We can't always be the responsible one or always be the rebel or we wouldn't get anywhere. We wouldn't have any fun if there was no rebel and we wouldn't have any like success if there was no responsibility. Yeah, making amends with yourself that you have those two sides of yourself that you need to nurture and it's okay to have both. I think sometimes the responsible choice is to be the rebel. Love that. I mean, just think of the water bear. All these people sitting around in the village and the water bear one day says, I'm going to bring the water to the village. People are like, oh, that's too hard. That's too much work. How? That's crazy. You have to go to the water. The water can't come to you. It's like, no, it can. I'm going to make it happen. Right. So being different, thinking outside the box, being a little rebellious. I don't know if this relates to these signs or planets, but for me, what comes to mind right now is almost taking a trip or like doing something fun or playful that doesn't really fit into your routine. Mm. Like, should I, I don't know. That's kind of what comes to mind for me to do something fun for yourself. Adventurous. Well, there is a restlessness that comes with any alignment with Uranus. Uranus wants to shake you out of your boots. So maybe taking that trip. It's a Wednesday. You know what? I'm just going to get in the car and drive. I don't care. I've worked Thursday and Friday, yeah. but I'm missing. That's exactly what I feel like. That's <laughs> like the vision that came to mind when you were saying yeah, this. Yeah, I like that idea. Why not? So Thursday, February 18th, when we get to the sun moving into Pisces. So now you can reflect upon playing hooky and you've driven 10 hours away from home. And you're like, okay, what am I doing here now? Why did I? <laughs> Why did I run away? <laughs> so, whew, Pisces, this is the final sign of the Zodiac. Pisces rules the feet. The feet carry the weight of the entire body. Pisces carries the weight of the 11 previous signs. This is the season when we feel more than any other time of the year. We feel the weight of what everybody is feeling around us. So this is why crystals are such an important part of the season because crystals can help protect you and transmute the negative energy and the psychic attacks that are surrounding you, whether it be through the TV, your friends, somebody walking by on the street. They might not even know that they're attacking you mentally in some way, but they are perhaps. It will protect you. It will transmute the energy. This is a time to go inside yourself. This is a time to look deep within your unconscious. This is a time to find compassion for all the psychological baggage that you are hiding from, festering deep within the rug of your mind. (laughs) Pisces is also the sign that rules drugs and alcohol because it helps you escape from these feelings. But rather than than delve into that area, better to sit with the uncomfortableness. Try not to escape what you are feeling. Try to sit with it. Think, where does this feeling come from? Go back in time. Be with yourself. If you have a feeling that's uncomfortable right now, I imagine that this is not the first time you've felt this way. So go back to the previous time and the time before and the time before all the way down the route till you can get to the first time you felt this way. What happened? Why? What was the experience? And what can you do to be the adult in the situation 
for yourself as a child. That's such an interesting way that you put it to like go back and back and see where it came from. That's that therapy that I'm going to. Mm-hmm. That's like the basis of it where you work on an emotion, you sit with it, and then you're supposed to remember every instance where you had that emotion really heightened and where it came from because we're always reacting based on our subconscious, something that got programmed so long ago. So maybe we get mad at something or something makes us sad in that moment. But really, it's a collection of a handful or, you know, a multitude of different situations that have made us sensitive to whatever that topic is. And so if you can really sit with that in the beginning and see where it came from, you can kind of like shake loose how it lives in your body and your psyche. So you can be free of that that past baggage and actually get rid of it. Yeah. But if you don't sit with it then it's just going to linger there forever until you actually go and like literally take the trash out. So being able to look at it, to be aware of it, right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. And then in the therapy, it's incorporated with essential oils and touch. So while you're recalling these memories and going back in your past, they're doing this relaxation technique on your skin that helps relax your nervous system. So you're able to like erase those, the grooves in our psyche. Mm Mm-hmm. Like our brain is elastic. Yeah. You, you build new grooves, but you can also erase the old ones. So it's like... It's like you're rewiring the brain. Yeah, yeah, you are. So you can recall those memories and they still exist, but the emotional trauma and the way it lives in your body gets erased. Yes. So you don't have such an emotional reaction in the present to something that's not really happening. Yes. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, that's exactly what you just described, that going into your past and remembering where things came from. It's mm-hmm. so, so important to do that work. It's really, really powerful. Yes. Also, that's something you can do by yourself or you can be supported. There's all kinds of therapy out there. So if you don't feel like you can do it by yourself or yeah, supporting yourself however you need to, to go back in time is really important. Absolutely. Like there can, you can do some deep healing work alone, but if you work with a healer, they can act like a catalyst for your healing. So something that might've taken you a month or a year to work through, you can work through in an hour or five hours. They're there to support you and like help you move through things faster. It's so, yeah. It's so important to have like that witness, somebody that can witness the trauma that you've had. You feel recognized. Yeah. And that helps the healing is being seen. That's what we were talking about last week. Yes. How you were there for your girlfriend where she was like, mm. she just needed to cry. Right. And like release. And you were yeah. just there to, to be with her. Yes. Yes. I also say with the drugs and alcohol, it's medicine. And I'm talking about like, even if you're using like cannabis or mushrooms or something heavier like ayahuasca, you have to use this intentionally in understanding that you are going to go on a journey. And when you go on a journey, you know you're going someplace for a specific reason. So be intentional when you're using the medicine, as opposed to just using the medicine as an escape. Use the medicine intentionally. You're going to seek the demon, <laughs> as opposed to run from the demon. Yeah. It's like, no, I'm exposing myself to what I'm afraid of here, because I'm ready to face my fear. I'm ready to break down in whatever way that means. So that I can be built back up again. And the sun is going to be in Pisces until March 20th. And then it moves into Aries and we start all over again. And that's the new zodiacal season. Does that feel more like a new year to you? Kind of. It's the beginning of spring in the northern hemisphere. In the southern hemisphere, it probably feels different. But in the northern hemisphere, it feels like a new start. The trees start blossoming again and... The weather warms up 
just be sure to show yourself a lot of compassion during this time so that you can be compassionate to those around you and the heaviness of what they're feeling as well. Friday, February 19th. <sighs> this is going to be a day where compassion will need to be a theme. Uh-oh. Because the lover squares off with the warrior. The goddess of love squares off with the god of war. Venus and Mars? Yes. Venus is in Aquarius. Mars is in Taurus. So like the detached lover? The detached lover... Connects with... The sensual warrior. It's like one one is running from the other. Yes. It's like... I think of Mars as like chasing after the goddess with like a bouquet of roses <laughs> and you know the goddess just being like uh not even no. running from mars but just like okay like what are those for ah. you know me why did you give me roses Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the odd dichotomy of this this relationship here because they're squaring off with each other aquarius fixed air Taurus fixed earth, both fixed, strong alignment, air and earth don't mix. So does that mean like maybe we're pursuing something that is not meant for us? Hmm. Or or maybe you're pursuing in the wrong way. Like I think how can you merge logic and sensuality in your relationship? Hmm. Or the other idea was we're pursuing something and we're expecting a reward in return, but maybe we don't need to have any expectation. Yeah. We're just supposed to keep giving into that project and something will happen. We don't need some sort of like big, big celebration for whatever we're giving towards it. It's like more about the work, mm -hmm. like to keep doing it regardless of the, the outcome. Yeah. Definitely can't worry about the outcome with this alignment because the outcome probably isn't going to be what you want it to be. So there's no sense in setting your hopes up too high only to have them shot down just whatever whatever comes of this alignment is what comes of this alignment there's going to be most likely some sort of conflict in relationships and possibly like a letdown possibly possibly you might end up eating that box of chocolates by yourself <laughs> <laughs> oh man so do you think pursuing in a different way or just pursuing and not worrying about the outcome i think pursuing and not worrying about the outcome okay and just being okay with whatever the outcome is. Think of it as like a learning experience. You know, like if you give a lover a bouquet of flowers and they're like, uh, okay. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, so if I were to give you a gift, what would you like instead? And they're like, you can clean my bathtub or no. wash my car, <laughs> you know, something like more practical or something. I don't know. I think it's like a more practical approach. Like you can show your romance to me by taking out the trash. I mean, I guess it's true. Some people really just, they want like active service. It makes them feel taken care of. Mm -hmm. Like a gift is like, what am I going to do? Eat this chocolate? Great. Like you didn't do anything. You just bought something. Right. I want you to do something that like helps me. It makes me feel like. Yes. That's it right there. You put in the time. Yes, absolutely. That's it. Let's see what Saturday brings. Oh, Saturday. Oh. February 20th. Mercury. The planet of communication. Stations direct in Aquarius. So that, does that mean it stops moving? or that's Yeah, what? it stops moving backwards. It's not moving forward yet. Mercury is just stuck in so the this sky. Is, this is like the P 
peak of the retrograde then? Yeah, I always feel like the beginning and the end of the retrograde are the most tense periods. Because it's not going anywhere. It's not moving. It's not moving. Like in the middle of the retrograde, you're finally like, okay, I'm feeling a little bit normal. You're like used to like this new pace. But then just as soon as you get used to the new pace. It's like slams on its brakes. Yeah, it slams on its brakes. Cool. So just don't do anything today. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, again, it's just slowing down, taking your time. But, you know, the, the the real thing is think, how has your communication in the community improved since January 15th when Mercury moved into its retrograde shadow at 11 degrees? Mercury is back at 11 degrees at the same spot it was at on January 15th. So it's February 20th today. So this is like our second opportunity for this exact alignment. Mm-hmm. So yeah, looking back on what was happening then. How have then, I grown? How have I grown since then? How have I grown since since January 30th when Mercury began its retrograde? These are like markers. You know, when you're setting your intentions to improve in a certain area, you want to see how you're improving. So we set our intentions to improve our communication in the community on January 15th. On January 30th, where are we on February 20th? How have we improved? That way you can give yourself, hopefully, a small pat on the back as opposed to just hiding under the covers and waiting for the retrograde to completely move forward. I mean, and also if you haven't done the work and improved, sometimes that's just a good reminder and a good push to be like, okay, well, I can't do the same thing again because I didn't get the result I was hoping for. So this is my second chance to practice that. This is your second chance. Mercury is going to be moving through the same area that it moved from January 15th to January 20th. Mercury is going to be moving through that same area in the sky between February 20th and March 12th. So this is your (laughs) do-over. Whatever you didn't do between January 15th and January 30th, you can make up for between February 20th and March 12th. Second chance. Second chance. Sunday, February 21st. This feels celebratory. It is. Thank you for noticing. (laughs) (laughs) Now we've got Venus again. We've talked about Venus a lot. Venus has been making a lot of connections this week, just as she did last week, moving through Aquarius, the sign of the community. Today on Sunday, Venus aligns with the moon in Gemini. Gemini is symbolized by... The twins. Yes. And represents... Communication. Yes. What's the element? It's an air sign. And what's the element of Aquarius? Air. So this is an air-air connection, which is positive. This is an easy flow. Air understands air. So everything that you've worked through through the week, now is the opportunity to really communicate your emotions in the community, in your community relationships, but even more importantly... Invite others that you are in relationship with in the community to communicate their emotions to you. Every time you flip the script and say we should be holding that space for others, I swear I have forgotten. It's like every day I'm like, oh yeah, we want to make sure that we offer that to everyone else around us too. We're not just working on ourselves. We want to help everyone collectively work with that energy. Yes. You invite others to work with that energy. They will intuitively give you the space to do the same yes yes i love that yes 
So what are you doing to communicate your emotions within your community relationships? Well, Gemini, like we said, is the twin. So you always say like communicating back and forth, Mm -hmm. bouncing ideas off of each other. So that's asking questions to the people you're in relationships with in the community and that will start the conversation and then they'll want to ask you questions just talking talking about it and exactly and also connecting people you invite somebody you ask them a question about their emotions they share with you what they're feeling and you're like you know what i know somebody that can help you you need to meet this person you two need to connect. So it's about connecting Connecting people. the community. Yes, connecting people within your community. I love it. Yes. All right, Ingrid, that's all we have for this week. Smudge your crystals and go within. Ask questions of the ones you're in relationship with after you've courageously expressed yours. But spend time within yourself, showing yourself compassion so that you can truly be compassionate to those around you. I'm going to do it. I'm going to smudge, smudge everything, (laughs) smudge myself, cover myself in crystals. Yes. I'll give you an update next week on what happens in there. Cool. (laughs) Thanks, Ingrid. Thank you for listening to The Weekly Transit. Follow us on Instagram for daily updates about the planetary alignments and how to work with the energy. If this podcast is helping you navigate life more gracefully, please subscribe, rate us five stars, and share with your friends. If you're ready to go deeper and want a personal reading with Scott, go to theweeklytransit.com. The Weekly Transit. The Weekly Transit. That's 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 that's